Welcome to Adulting Backwards. This is Adulting Backwards. Adulting Backwards. That's all I got. All right. Welcome back, Adulting <laughs> Fam. All right. So. Before we get started, per the usual, I just want to do a little check-in, see how everybody's doing. I hope that you all are doing well. Um, I don't know if you guys tuned in last week, but we hit 100 listeners. Um, and I just want to give you guys another shout-out for that because it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, that's all. That's for you. That's for you all. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all. Please continue to listen, share, subscribe, check out the new website, check out our social media, listen on various um, platforms because we are on various platforms. Yes. Amazon, Stitcher, Google, Google Podcast. Um, I think there's another Spotify. one. Spotify, of course. Anchor. Anchor. <laughs> Just find us, man. Yeah, there's plenty of places you can find us. And if you can't listen there. You could always listen from our website. Yeah. Which is www.adulting-backwards.com. Boom. That just happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll start off this week's check-in and I'm going to say I'm doing good. Feeling well. Uh, nothing new going on. Anybody else want to check in? My dog died. I'm just kidding. My dog wow. didn't die. I'm feeling great, guys. Everything's great. <laughs> happy to be here. Happy to have people actually listening. It was kind of weird at first, but it's growing, folks. I know Heather's a little excited. Antonio's a little excited. Yes, sir. Um, so excited. I know I'm excited. We appreciate your time and your attention. Everybody's busy, but hopefully you can squeeze us in. And um, I'm just happy to be here, man. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I had my little meeting on Monday, and I'll probably update you guys next week on the check-in as I got to do some things. All right. Sounds awesome. So we're going to jump right in, and we're going to start off with a relationship topic. I found going down a intimacy rabbit hole on the internet. And I found something where they talked about basically things that you wish you knew um, once you started becoming intimate with people, like having sex as an adult. And one of the statements was there's a difference between emotional intimacy and sexual intimacy. And I just want to dig into that because I think a lot of times those lines get blurred and people take sexual intimacy um, to emotional levels or at least they try to or try to associate you know if you're laying down with me then you must want to be with me hmm. oh those lines across because i mean because <clears throat> when you were saying that i was thinking of intimacy and sexual and i'm thinking man tantric that's the combination that's like when you put one circle and you put another circle and they have an overlapping space that overlapping space is like tantric you know, tantric. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, tantric, maybe. Do you follow the Kama Sutra in there? Because it's a deeper level. It's physical and 
emotional. Mm, okay. Well, maybe we can so put a different, pin in that they and then circle a, back, though. Yeah, okay. No, because I, I, get, I get what you're saying there. Because yeah. then we could tie it in together. So let's look at them as two separate entities right now. Well, I definitely think that people can blur that um, physical and emotional. And some people do that because that's, they think physical attention is emotional attention. And that's not always the case. Mm, so this is, yeah. Um, this is about to get interesting. This is going to get interesting. I think we talked about it a little bit in a past episode where when we start discussing having issues, not issues, um, I guess when you have a hard time expressing your emotions, sometimes you try to express it physically, but the person on the receiving end is just seeing you just want physical, you don't want emotional, you know, so it can become problems. And I think that's sometimes a problem for myself because I do have an issue navigating emotion sometimes. So it's all, but obviously I love you. You know what I mean? Look what happened yesterday. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah, so <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's hard. If you, if you have trouble with one and you focus on the other, same thing if it was emotional, if I'm just telling you, you know, I love you and you're the greatest and you know, we have, and then physically it seems like I'm not wanting to, touch you or I'm not interested, then that could become or a problem. It's also. not good. Or it's not good, you know, then it could become also, you know, a problem on that end also. So. I think something that slides into both of those those sides is materialism. Like people try to like make up with like with money or gifts or they're like, oh, hey, you know, I love you. I do, yeah. I do give you this and I'll give you this and I'll give you this. Yeah. And it's like they don't want that the whole time. Yeah. So what you what you got, Heather? So I think this is very interesting, right? And this is why. Go for so it. think about when people cheat, right? Right. And people be like, well, if somebody like cheats on me and they have sex with somebody else, like I am out the door. But I feel like that sexual intimacy, like maybe they're whoever they cheated with, they have sexual chemistry with. They don't want to like be with them or anything else. That's mm -hmm. just it. They just got together to have sex. And maybe it was just a one time thing. I think it's worse when somebody has emotional intimacy with somebody because you've been able to touch that person in a way that whoever they're with couldn't do. They didn't have the capabilities to do it or the person didn't allow them to, to be able to be vulnerable with them or to be able to express themselves in a way that they couldn't, you know, they could with their spouse type of thing. So that's when I'm thinking about emotional and sexual intimacy, intimacy, that's exactly where my mind goes to is yeah. like, those type of situations, like which is worse, the emotional cheat or the sexual cheat. Yeah. And I would definitely say by all means, the emotional cheat. I think that can <clears throat> be different for different people. Of course. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like I see how like emotional intimacy with another person, like cheating, could, that's what could end a relationship. And then where a... Just the sexual aspect doesn't matter. And like vice versa. Yeah. Or, and if they do both, well, then I guess. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah, if they do both, they're going to end up yeah, being together. Every time I've heard it, <laughs> I had similar conversation anyway. Um, they A lot of times it's referred to as the woman when she cheats, it's more emotional. And when a man cheats, it's more physical. Um, and then like you're saying, which one is 
worse, which of course both probably mm-hmm. suck pretty bad. But um, yeah, I think emotional, man, yeah, that's difficult because you think about it physically, like, you know, physical, like, oh, wow, she cheated, you know, and it's kind of like, um, yeah, I guess emotional because you're building, you know, that emotional bond, like physical comes and goes. People have one night stand or whatever. They come and they go. Did y'all catch that? Come on, guys. Is this thing on? Look, is this, is this thing on? All right. So, you know, they come and they go. So uh, and as opposed to. um emotional it's a lot more we're gonna have deeper conversations now we're gonna start building this bond and then it gets a little a little dicey you know so yeah i think emotional is definitely worse than the physical aspect of it okay so we talked about i'm trying to think about how to rephrase what i was going to say and I kind of don't have the words for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay. That's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. It was just I wanted, your turn. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to delve a little deeper into it, though. Like, just outside of just the cheating. Um, when you think somebody enters a relationship initial, initially, what is the driving factor? The sexual intimacy or the emotional intimacy? Phew. That's definitely going to be... Man, varies a whole lot. Um, I think that a lot of time people say it, it's for sexual intimacy. In reality, it's for emotional intimacy. So, like, the sexual intimacy is fueling the emotional intimacy? Because it kind of turns into, like, what I said before, where it's like, or maybe it's what you said. Well, it, it can go both ways. So, like, so you could be, like, using, like, oh, yeah, well, it's like, you know, we have like great sex and like that, and it makes me feel good and to do this and do this. <clears throat> so your sexual intimacy, like this is why I'm doing it, but they're really doing it because they want that emotional intimacy. Because when they're describing it, they're talking about how they feel, mm. like inside, not how they feel because somebody's inside them or I see what they're doing. in somebody else. <laughs> so you, you got to specify. <laughs> we on a roll, guys. Got to specify. <laughs> so, but then on the other hand. People could use emotional intimacy. Oh, she's like, oh, she's just a great person. You know, we, we click, we do all this. And it's, and they're saying they're doing it because it's emotional intimacy, but it's really like the sexual intimacy that they're now interested in. So they went into a relationship because they're like, oh, it's take it to, to get this. I take it to the next level. I think I'm ready to take that step. So they're fighting with the, how to get to sexual intimacy, and they're already at the emotional intimacy. I mean, mm. yeah. Some people just want to be wanted, you know. And if yes. all I have to offer you is sex, and then I'm like, oh, she wants me, or you know, if you're another, you know, he wants me, you know, he loves me because, well, really, he loves having sex with you, you know, <laughs> you know. But some people just want that, want to be wanted, you know, and desired. Even yes. if it's just on the sexual end of it, they may misinterpret it as he loves me or she loves me. No, they love having sex with you. You know what I mean? Because it may be great, you know, or they may be bored. Who knows? But it can easily be turned into, you know, desire and they, they feel like I'm needed. I'm wanted, you know. So, yeah, it can get 
it can get crazy. Let's turn this into an educational moment, especially Uh-oh. if somebody younger is listening or somebody who is older but just in this position. Uh, Jason, like you were saying, we, we're going to make this very clear. Just because somebody continuously has sex with you does not mean. Did they love you? Did they want you? Did they even like you? Period. <laughs> I mean, they don't even have to like you. If the time is right and they have nothing else on their schedule and you're the one that answers the phone, that's who they with that day. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they want, like, desire, love. You just, you know, you got to look at everything. Look at everything. The big yeah. picture. <laughs> So stop making yourself readily available for those people, especially if nothing is getting re- reciprocated back other than, you know, I call you at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and I'm coming through. Oh, hold on. Does the, the friend zone fall into here somewhere? The friend zone, the friend zone, or, oh my God, zone. The friend zone, or um, a friends with benefits. Well, no, I was talking about a straight friend zone. Because, like, Okay, so if we're straight in the friend zone. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, because, like, a male and a female, like, say a dude's like, oh, man, I'm talking. So he starts talking to a girl, and she's, like, real into him. They, they, they really into talking, but she's not interested in sexual intimacy at all. She's like, this is just, like, I don't know, my male version of a bitch. I don't know. Like, my sorry. friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not really sorry. But it's like. <laughs> You know what I mean? They just put it in there like because they want that emotional intimacy, that support. And it's not just us and the girlfriend. It, it's actually a dude. It makes a difference. Because it gives you a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he just, he's like, I'm like one of the guys around them. It's like, yeah, he dropped something looking at your cakes. Uh, so I've heard this before too. I was <laughs> okay. watching. Um, oh, here you go. I already know. Yeah, I was watching Steve Harvey. Okay. Oh, it's with right. my. Um, my mom, because she, she loved the Steve Harvey show when it was mm. a thing. But he would always talk about that because girls would always talk about, you know, I got this one friend and I can confide in him and he has my back. And like sometimes the dude would make a move and they'd be like, whoa, like we're friends. And like every situation he would tell the girls, like he's waiting for his turn. Yeah, He is not just your friend to be your friend. He is waiting for his turn. Mm. And as soon as you let your guard down, he going to see how far he can go. Yeah. He got your back. He knows you on a different level that most men don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just playing his part. Yeah, but you know, then he also sees like if there's if it's a female friend and she's messing with a or she knows of a guy and she's like, Why can't I find someone like you or someone like he's like, God damn it, I'm right here. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean yeah. if you could only find someone like me? <laughs> I was about to say drop a B word, but uh, <laughs> girl, I'm right here. Like, what do you mean if only you could find someone like me? I've been your friend, your best friend for three and a half years. Uh, I'm here for you anytime. See, that's a, that, she only likes his personality or his their emotional intimacy, but she might not like him. Like, like the physically, like he might just be the wrong shade. He might be too short. Yeah, it's you crazy. know what I mean? He slipped up and said he had something shorter than a dollar bill. You know, you never, you never know. And for those of you who don't know, a dollar is six inches long. So, I don't know, it could be something like that. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All but, right. Oh, I'm sorry, but I still think the friend zone falls in there somewhere. 
That makes a lot of sense, though, when it comes to emotional intimacy. And that's definitely a different way to look at it. Yeah, it, it definitely does. That guy that can't ever get in or that girl that's always in the friend zone. Oh, that's just a homie. But then it's like, well, what kind of person are you looking for? Oh, they got to have this, this, and this. Oh, okay, but besides all those other things, what are you looking for? Because I got, I got all that shit. Like, yeah. I got two cars. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that happens all the time. Friend zone. So what about with sexual intimacy? Like, what kind of examples do we have for that? Uh-oh. Yeah. I guess ones that we haven't already used. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like as which like one? you said, like the friend zone. So, like if we were to do like sexual intimacy, like oh, the friends with benefits. Like I want to you as a friend sexually. Like so, it's really not friend. You're you want to get into which we talked about before in another um episode. Um, what is it? Um, sexual commitments. Oh, yeah. It's a form of relationship. So you're just getting into a sex relationship with somebody. You don't want the emotional intimacy part of it. So you're like, oh, like I'm with somebody that got the emotional intimacy or like, well, I don't really care about emotional intimacy. I'm just trying to, you know, get it in. And if we're like, well, I'll get in with you, you get in with me. We ain't got to be messing around, worry about uh, extra tasks or this or that. We know each other a little bit better. So I don't know, we can just do our thing. And like I said before, that doesn't work. But <clears throat> yeah, we still haven't found anybody where they've actually been in one of these sexually committed relationships, by the way. So if anybody out there has been in one and it's worked, let us know because I'm curious. Oh, that's somebody that's in one or has been in one or has been in one that actually worked out, period. Oh. And I'm not talking about like y'all were in a sexually committed relationship and now you married because that's what we're saying. Like yeah. it didn't work. It out. didn't work. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you fall into the box of didn't work. Yes, prove, prove, prove me wrong. Cause prove me wrong. Cause I do not believe that works. Yeah. So prove me wrong. I think it, hmm, it's possible. I don't think it's, Probable. I mean, it's possible that it could work. You know, two people starting off in a new career. Maybe they don't have time for dating and blah blah blah. And but I don't think it's going to take long before it's either going they're going to find somebody that they permanently want to be with, or they're going to have feelings for each other is going to grow. So yeah, I don't think it's going to last very long. That sounds like a bad prison talk. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going with it, man. I don't know. I'm just going with it. Sound like a prison. <laughs> so bad. What? That went down a, a bad rabbit hole. God, that was a bad what, what, one too. A rabbit what, hole. What was that guy? What was that guy? What was that guy's name? Hmm. Who does that? God. Oh, God. Haha Davis. <laughs> God. Yeah, his his cellmates were trying to have that um, sexual intimacy, <laughs> a sexually committed relationship. Yeah, be like it's me and you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got eighteen years. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've kind of, kind of. Drove the, the nail in the coffin on that one. So we'll move right on along. What did it? Prison talk? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Time that popped up. Like, like, right, when you're talking, I was just like, work together. And I'm like, sounds like somebody's forced to do this in prison. Like, 
Heather sounded like Heather sounded like when they're at the award show and they start playing the music, like wrap that shit up. B. Like he started talking about prison. She was like, "Okay, so in other news, Brad, <laughs> the music came on." Okay. Right, the producers in the yeah. back waving their hands, going crazy. Cut! cut Turn the, the cameras off they're right now. They're telling me to cut it off, but uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> wrap that shit up, B. <laughs> All right, so the next topic was actually one that Jason found from a video you watched on YouTube. Oh, yeah. If you wouldn't mind just, I guess, giving a brief on the video before I read out the question. Oh, damn. Um, Man, I wish I remembered. I should probably take note of who the guy was (laughs) in the video. So when you hear the story, you're going to know, hopefully, hey, buddy, um, sorry, I took your video. But um, (laughs) so he was talking, he was telling a story about, Man, long story short, because it was about a five-minute video, right? Mm-hmm. So so he was talking about how a guy took an SAT test. He promised his mother. He was never serious about school. He took the SATs, um, promised his mother he would take them, went out and did it, scored like a 14-something out of 1,600. Uh, and um, so from there, he started to, you know, he decided like, wow, I'm capable of doing these things. He started going to class, wind up going to a community college. From that, he moved up and ended up in an Ivy League school and became an extremely successful, what he's running, magazine. He mm-hmm. ran an entrepreneur running a magazine. So, you know, 10, 12 years down the road, um, the people that administered the SATs went back and told, he got a letter in the mail saying that basically there was a mistake 10 or 12 years ago and instead of a 1400 plus he actually got a 700 and something so um you know and they asked him what was the difference you know what i mean like how did you he said when i got that 1400 i started acting like someone with a 1400 with i started taking school serious i started studying i started wanting to be successful and it was crazy that just by getting that letter in the mail showing that he got an amazing sat score his whole mindset changed and he felt like he was capable of doing successful amazing things as opposed to before you know he probably only thought like he was going to go work at you know a gas station or something. Sorry. I mean, people got to work in the gas station, not trying to knock people to work at a gas station, but you know, his whole mindset changed basically just from that letter, even though obviously he didn't really score that 1400 plus. So that's that. Oh, I'm sorry. His name was Trevor Moad. He is a mindset coach, I believe. Um, But he was talking about like neutral, I think neutral thinking or something like that. But the gist of it was his belief is that your past does not predict your future. Right. So the question that arose from that was, of course, does your past predict your future or does it just not have any bearing on your future character or your future self? And there's more to it, but we're going to start right there. So it's not, you know, too much. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start because I had some strong opinions about this. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Um, I definitely think that your past impacts your future. And um, I'm not just talking about just you immediately. We get, If we're talking about just past period, we can take it back to like a bigger picture, like 
just different things that have happened within the world. There's no way you can say like things we haven't been through as a country or as a people hasn't impacted how we move today. If we're thinking about it on that scale to just completely dismiss that your past doesn't predict your future. It very much does. And it goes from generation to generation to generation. It does. The the past impacts our future. So that's the one thing I just want to get out of everybody's head. That's the thing. Yeah. If we're talking about behavior, your past definitely reflects on how you are going to act in your future. And that's good, bad, or indifferent. So you're either going to learn from the things that you did and you're going to have enough self-motivation to change or you're going to let the past, if it was bad, take you under because you don't see a way out because nobody is giving you anything to have you believe otherwise or you haven't found anything that makes you believe otherwise and you kind of just fall into what Antonio likes to call the abyss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the past happens and it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, you know, it is, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Um, for the young man that he talked about or the older gentleman now, because I'm sure he's older than me, um, that, you know, had the SAT scores and went on to become whatever. There was something that came in his path that made him realize I'm not who I thought I was. So, of course, it changed the direction in which he was going. But that does not mean that that past has, you know, didn't reflect on who he is today because now he has a backstory. Like I was this kid, I was doing terrible in school. This is who I was, but this is who I am now. So to completely dismiss and say your past doesn't predict your future. I'm just not, I'm not a believer in that. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else? I agree with you. I think that, um, to a degree, but I think in, I think that, like, like his past changed, like his life changed because he changed his perception. And so, like, your past isn't like really set where you're going to go. It's your perception which is going to lead you this way or that way, or hinder you this way or that way. But it, I think, it affects other people's perception more. Now, if you care about that or not, or if it affects you or not, I think that might change how you move, but I think that your past has to be bigger. I mean, that your future has to be bigger than your past for some people to look past it. If that makes sense. Like, oh yeah, he did this. He was, he wasn't, he wasn't nothing. Like when I was younger, people were like, oh, you ain't, you ain't going to do nothing. Like you're going to be in jail. You're going to be dead. And yeah, I'm not. Yeah. You know, cause that's other people's perception. So that perception doesn't stop me. But depending on what I'm doing in life, it might affect me. But I'm sure, though, that that type of stuff pushed you to be somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a change So your past still affects your future. Yeah, oh, yeah, your past molds. If you don't know your past, then. Yeah, the whole thing is if you recognize it at a you know younger age and you're able to try to redirect it somewhere else, but definitely where you're at, you know, 15, 16, 17 is definitely pushing you in the direction you're going to be, you know, and if you don't find another route or somebody doesn't kind of turn you in a direction and lead you in the right direction, it is super easy to continue down that shitty road, you know what I mean? And end up, you know, with your whole life in a different direction as opposed to it took one person 
you know, to put their arm around you and to be like, hey, why don't you try this? Or, hey, you know, you're capable of this. Or I love the way you do this, man. Your art is amazing. Or your, you know, just the simple words could turn that whole direction. So I think it's all recognizing it at a young age and it can completely change. Of course, you can't get rid of your past, but um, you can definitely redirect it with the right guidance. I think this topic kind of goes into like another topic we talked about the other week um, with, I guess, realizing there's an issue or there's something going on and changing it. So to apply it to this, you see your past, you know, your past is a problem. You've recognized that. And like I said, for this instance with this, this man in this story, something had to come in for him to realize. Yeah. I'm more than this. And a lot of times that's the same thing that happens with people. It's like, like I said, you're either going to realize, you know, my past sucked, but that's not going to be who I am. And you change it or something else comes in like it did for this guy. And it's like, Oh, I can do this. Almost like somebody has to show you your, your worth when you don't have it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Once that popped up and he said, you know, Oh, wow. What do kids with a 1400 plus on an SAT do? They start going to class, you know, they study, they try to be successful, you know. So just having that little piece of paper, I mean, it's literally some random person typed up somewhere and he got it in the mail randomly 12 years later after he took the SATs, found out that he really didn't score 1400. But by then he was already down a super successful path, you know what I mean? So it's amazing what can redirect that whole situation it's it crazy it, it changed this whole path redirected him probably made him as successful as he is today imagine seeing that though and then being like oh my god like having that realization like okay well i had this in me this whole time even though i didn't you know make the score and all this time i was thinking i wasn't capable yeah and imagine how easily it can go in the other direction. And somebody you'd be like, oh, my God, I sucked. <laughs> yeah, somebody that's super, you know, that studies or whatever. I mean, it could be anything in your life that could easily derail, you know, your future and send you down the wrong path. And people, man, he was such a great student and he was this and blah, blah, blah. And you never made nothing of yourself, you know, and it's just. I mean, it's such these little moments that can change everything. You know, one little thing that can turn the whole world upside down. You yes. Know what I mean? Yes. I would say, too, for people that like are watching things happen with people and like if you can make a difference without it dramatically, like, I guess, changing the course of your own life for something bad, like don't just be an onlooker. If you can help like a few encouraging words or just something, you could change. You can make a world of difference in, you know, somebody else's life. And maybe they don't want to go to counseling. Maybe they don't want to go to coaching. Maybe they're just waiting for somebody to say something to them. And you could be that person, but just don't always be an onlooker. Yeah. And then it goes back to one of the other episodes, you know, being aware of who you're around, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And your environment and what you're soaking up from these people. So if you're a positive person, you could easily become a negative and you could easily get drug into the world of like, let's say you're hanging out with some guys and my friends since we were five or six years old. And I've never touched drugs in my life and we're standing outside and they're drug dealers. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm on the path to go to college and to start my business and to, and be super successful. But now I get picked up 
for, you know, drugs, you know, distribution. And now I go to jail. And so now on my resume, I have to put, so now there goes my college got thrown out the window. Let's say you had a scholarship. Super easy to have everything, you know, derailed. And um, I mean, it's just, it goes back, like I said, to the other conversation of the people you associate yourself with and you're surrounded by, whether it's positive or negative, and um, just being aware of that. Yes. So the second part of that question, um, I'm going to read it. (laughs) Jason, if it doesn't make sense, correct me, because I was just writing down some of the stuff (laughs) that you had told me. Um, So ways, confidence in the way you see yourself or believing yourself affects the way you operate and achieve or fail in your life. Would you like to elaborate on that? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of all kind of wrapped up into the same thing we were already talking about. You know, it's just the little things that um, little things that come up in life that either can build your confidence and continue down a path of, you know, fulfilling your, you know, what's in you. You know, you can be whether it's art, whether it's music, whether whatever it is, you know, and the little things that build that confidence. And if you have somebody in you that's cheering you on and telling you you're amazing and you know, supporting you through, you know, with buying your art or buying your music or studio time or whatever it is, as opposed to somebody that's the opposite. You, the minute you have somebody tell you, man, this shit sucks. And they just a hater, but you absorb that. You know what I mean? <laughs> for me, it's crazy because it's a lot easier for me to, I hear the negative shit a lot louder than I hear the positive shit. If somebody tells me, oh man, that painting was amazing. Oh, I want to buy that. You're like, come on, man. Okay, you're saying that because you're my friend or my family or my mother. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody was like, you know, if you read in a comment or something, did that, that shit suck? I'm like, well, it must suck, you know, because mm-hmm. Joe Blow said it sucks. You know, <laughs> you don't even know this person, but it's just like a lot easier. So it's a lot easier to absorb that negative feedback than it is to, you know, receive the positive. So, but yeah, just the confidence. It definitely um, can push you, you know. And believe in and achieving where you know where you want to go. Okay. Okay. So I think before we actually started talking on the actual podcast itself, we had like a sidebar conversation about this. And let's say you don't have somebody, I guess, to, you know, lift up your confidence or anything like that, but you're fully aware of, you know, I need to improve my life. Be very careful the words that you speak to yourself and how you speak to yourself. Um, just, you know, if you're always talking nasty to yourself, like, you know, I ain't never this, I don't do anything, this, this, and that. If you think about like when you see somebody in an abusive relationship and they're going through it, you're like, why that person always stay? What is going on with them? This, this, and that that's been poured into them over time. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever going to want you and, you know, don't leave this, this and that. And after a while, you start to believe that stuff. The same thing is you could be self-abusive with yourself as well. You very mm-hmm. abusive with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you sitting there telling yourself you suck all the time, you're not going to make it, things like that. You don't need the world to beat you up when you already mm-hmm. have. And you have to be very careful with the words that you use because you remember that without realizing that you remember that. And after a while, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. And you will fulfill that prophecy. After a while, you won't do anything and you will get stuck in that rut. And you can say a lot worse stuff about yourself than anybody else can say about you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. You have to be careful what you feed yourself and what you feed your mind. So be very careful with the words you use to speak to yourself. If you don't have the encouragement of the other people to lift you up, find you some affirmations. Speak positivity to yourself. It's so much easy. It's so easy to fall into that negative trap, you know, and it's just like I find myself sometimes it's just like I got so used to seeing it that sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. And I'm like, wait, no, the fuck you're not. You're not even tired. But I got <laughs> so used to being so like low on energy and just kind of tired and kind of just bored and kind of that there's certain days where I slept 10 hours and I'm at work and I may be bored, but immediately it just got it's just natural. Oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go home and go to sleep. You know, like, you're like, no, you're not. You know, it just, so it's, it's very easy to fall into a, you know, a pattern. And there's, I mean, it can get really bad. You know what I mean? So just finding your way out of there and not being a bully to yourself. You know what I mean? There's plenty of negative shit out there. You don't need to add to it. I agree with you. So the answer to your question, I definitely think confidence and then, like you said, it could be like a negative comment or anything. It can completely change the direction and how you are going, what you want to do, what you are trying to achieve. It can knock you completely off. It can redirect you. It can distract you or it can push you to be successful. Yeah. It really depends on the person and where they are mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Men- yeah, exactly. Depending on where you are mentally. Um, so and it doesn't matter if you're a child or if you're 30 years old, it affects it affects people, you know. So a lot of times people, you know, I like to joke, but I make sure I try not to make jokes like personal. You know what I mean? If anything, I'll joke on myself because a lot of times people are joking, but the person on the, you know, that ass end of that joke really takes it as insults, you know, and they and it builds and they may laugh at it. But later on, they're thinking about that joke, whether we joked about your hair or we joked about your, you know, glasses or your clothes, whatever. And it was all in good fun. But that stuff still that negative shit just seems to sit a little longer than the positive shit. And it just seems to get absorbed in my I mean, that's from my perspective. Yeah. I just absorb that negative shit a lot faster than I absorb the positive shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in the last couple of weeks, I mean, we've seen people get slapped from stuff building up. So, <laughs> I mean. Not, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, let's move right on along. Yeah. All right. So, the next topic, um, it's going to be very interesting. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, do you all think that socioeconomic status affects friendships? Yes. Why? That's why I ain't answer first. <laughs> well, it's easy because you can't do you 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 can't like this a majority of time. Like if you're moving up, yeah, what he said, the socioeconomic mm-hmm. and socioeconomic status, you're able to do more things. So even simple things like your hobbies might change, or how you do your hobbies might change. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I started uh, after I got married. I started golfing with my father-in-law. That's what I thought about too. The and like, I I like golf before. Well, I ain't golf before. I like hit stuff with golf clubs, <laughs> you know. And I could make the ball fly real far, but I didn't. You know, I didn't have no. Yeah. You know, you can't base your golf experience on watching Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, and then I started golfing. I'm like, oh, I really like this. You know, mm-hmm. this is it's different. Um, or like if I go fishing, like say you go. Hop in a truck with your friend, throw your little 
four or five rods or two whatever rods in the back, go drive down to some slough or river, you know, some place you guys know about a little spot to fish in a pond or lake. It's different than when you're moving on up and you're like, oh, hook up the boat. We're taking the boat out yeah. today, man. <laughs> you're like, man, all these people, these damn boats. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of, if you listen to the last episode, it kind of goes back to where you, um, you know, the people you're around. So, like, I was talking about you got friends from the past or, you know, and they haven't moved up in life, you know. And um, it's hard to have even a conversation because you just can't. You're not in the same world. You're not even on the same planet. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, and they don't want to do anything with their life. And, you know, if you're trying to do something with your life and you're successful and you're, you know, growing your businesses and growing your wealth, I mean, what can we talk about? You know, it's it just, it really does hinder the relationship. It puts a, you know, it definitely throws <laughs> a little rock in there, um, and it becomes difficult for the relationship. Plus, I I want to go out and I want to, yeah, I want, I like you. Let's go out. But now, am I paying for your dinner? Am I paying for your trip? And that has am dynamics gonna- too because some people be like, oh, yeah, pay for me. Use up all your money. And some <laughs> yeah. people are like, nah, man, I don't. Yeah, I just don't I can't go it. right now. Yeah. I don't got it. And I'm not taking your money. Yeah. So we so can't do it. Either way, it's kind of like, you know, either they're going to. You know, or they expect you to pay for it because they know you're yeah. well off. You know, if you get to a place where you're well off and they, they, it almost becomes expected. Oh, Jason got the bill. You know what I mean? You're like, mm. hold the fuck up. Yeah, like, you're, a grown, you're older than me. You, you're a grown-ass man. What do you mean I got the bill? You know what I mean? So it just really just makes things difficult. So that's when it goes back to, you know, being a circle of people that you can relate to where if I say, hey, let's plan a trip. I don't feel like I'm making somebody uncomfortable, you know, and it's just, it's a slippery slope, you know, it can get, it can get weird. Definitely. Um, I agree with you all. I do think your socioeconomic status does affect your friendships. Um, But we were talking about it from the perspective of, uh, I guess, if we were better off. Now, what if we were in a situation where the friend is better off? Not necessarily that we're poor, but this friend has, like, exceptional wealth. Yeah. Do you think it still changes the dynamics? I think it... I still think it does. Because you have that thing, like, if I had a friend and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going, like... To Dubai. Yeah, we're going to (laughs) Dubai. And we're going to fly out here and make the time... I got everything. We're going to do this trip. And it's like, well, okay, well, in two years, I could afford to take you somewhere. So, <laughs> or it's like, no, nah, I appreciate that, but I can't let you go yeah, spend a couple yeah. thousand dollars on me. You know? Cause you will have those friends too, that they have made it. And it's like, well, now that I've made it, you know, it's a little lonely at the top. I want to take you with me. You know, you're not the poorest friend, but you're definitely not on the level that they are. So it's like, do you let your friend pretty much like, you know, sprinkle you with some dust, you know, some... Some of that happy so money does saying let your friend be your sugar daddy. Hell yeah. Oh, oh. Would you let it happen? you asked about sugar daddy or is it like, I made it now, like, I think you can make it. That type of so thing. So come with me. That, I, I would appreciate I it, that. Like, hey, I'm reaching my down to help you. Not, I'm reaching my down to help you. And, oh, you don't want to do this? Remember when I got you all that shit? It's like, oh. 
Oh no. No, no, no. I'm thinking like a good friend, like a good friend, not somebody that's going to yeah. hold shit against definitely. you. Yeah, it definitely depends on your the situation pre-wealth. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. So well, if we were best friends beforehand and it all depends on how the, you know, people are going to take to that differently, you know. Um you know, some people are going to throw it in your face. Some people are going to brag about it. Some people are going to... It all depends on how that success happened. Did it happen overnight? Was it grown? You know, sometimes when people are, you know, jumping a bucket of money, it changed the shit out of yeah. them. You know what I mean? As opposed to if you work hard and you grind and you get there and now you're successful and you want to help other people get there as opposed to, you know, somebody that wins the lottery could be an asshole. Tomorrow yeah. you got $100 million. Like... Finger for you, finger yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're cool, finger for you. The whole shit changes, you know. So I think it all it all depends on beforehand what the relationship was before they came into that money, you know. So, but I don't know if I'd be comfortable. I mean, it's weird, man. It's rough. If I'd be comfortable, like, hey, man, come on, we're going to go. And now I got to depend on you. What I got to eat when you're ready to eat, you know, am I going to can't afford it? I can't afford to eat at this restaurant. So or wherever we at, maybe we're in some big, luxurious place, you know, some other country. I can't just get in my car and go home. So now, like, I got to accept the hotel room you get for me. I got to eat at the restaurant that you want to eat. It's just weird. I don't want to. I don't think I'll go. On. I'm not going on that trip. You now, know I, mean? I would say I feel like. If it was me. And I was the friend that was better off. I'm definitely sprinkling dust. Yeah. You can call me sugar uh, mama, whatever you want. But I'm sprinkling dust on the homies. Like, we going. All inclusive. Just pack a bag. We yeah, can do this. Absolutely. If you want, I'm going to do you one better. Don't even pack a bag. Just get on the plane at this time. Yeah, I got you when you land. But, yeah, if I had it, though, I'm, sprink I'm sprinkling y'all. Like, it, it's happening. It's going down. But I've... On the other end of that, if it was one of my friends, I, I'm doing at least one trip. I ain't got to pay shit for. It. I'm doing. <laughs> you gonna jump in one time? <laughs> I'll do it. We're gonna test this out, see how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, yeah, it can get weird. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna leave it. So, with that being said, all the scenarios that we've checked the box on, do you think there's a level of resentment there? I think that depends. Elaborate. Well. Because <clears throat> some people, uh, it depends on who, like, what your friends are, or like who you are. Because you have somebody who's like your friend, and they're really like, man, this motherfucker doing all this stuff. We've been through all this, and now they're all big. Mm -hmm. Leave me behind, like, or like I could do that better, or something, something, something. Or you could be like, man, you don't, yeah, talk junk about the other person. Yeah, people are just so, I mean, depends. people are built different. It's like 50-50. Somebody's going to clap their hands when you get something. Let's say I, somebody won the lottery. Some people are going to cheer for you. Some people want to throw rocks at you. It's just 50-50. It all depends on the people. And there's no way you can control that. So it's just like, but it's it's guaranteed it's 50-50. Like some people are just naturally fucking hateful. You know, they're haters. <laughs> yeah. They want to see the world burn. You know what I mean? And they're like, what the fuck you mean? He got $100 million or he built his company and... He's worth, you know, $500 million, you know. They didn't see the thousands of hours you put into it True. and, yeah. you know, all the things you had to sacrifice to get there. The worst shit, you know, I don't know why I jumped into this. The worst shit I hate is when a motherfucker be like, must be nice. 
No, bitch. What you mean? I work for this shit. Must be nice. Slap the shit out of your ass. There's just some people that are naturally going to fucking hate you automatically, man, whenever you do anything that's good. And then you're automatically going to have that other 50% that's going to high five you and be like, oh my God, let me take a picture. Let me, you know what I mean? Like, let yeah. me post about this. Let me talk. Let's talk. You know, it's crazy the way it's 50 50. Um, some people just, yeah, like I said, they just want to see shit burn, man. You know, they just. If it ain't happening positive for them, they want to shoot it down. <laughs> All right. So I got one more question for you guys. So if it was you in this position, do you carry any guilt? What? Like if I got money? Yeah. So you're doing well. Your friend isn't doing well, but you can't necessarily, you know, the the situation is how we said it was like the friendship has been impacted by your socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing a whole lot better. Everything's great. Yeah. But your friends still living the same life they were living for the last 20 years. No, I don't feel no guilt. I might feel pain, but I don't feel no guilt. Cause, Why pain? Because it's, it's, it's not good having to watch that. Okay. And if you don't sit there and watch it, you got to turn an eye to it. You know, and to me, turn an eye is abandonment. That's grieving the loss. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, but he's where he's at because of his choices, his thing. Like, yeah. like I said, you can't, you can't go and just save somebody and not help them build. Cause like if, when you, when you're let them go, they're just going to fall Yeah, and they're going to fall hard and fast. Yeah. I think if there's any guilt involved, first of all, if I came into whether it's a company or a lottery or whatever, I came into some money and I'm doing better, much better. The first thing I want to do is try to bring them up with me. So I'm going to try to give them an opportunity. Now, I'm not going to give you a bag of money. I'm going to give you a position where we'll see how you do with this. If you do good with this, we'll move you up a little bit. You know, I'm going to give you opportunity. Now, if you fuck up the bag, you fucked up the bag. Now, I didn't let go of that guilt. I didn't give you opportunity that nobody on this planet fucking gave you you fuck up that bag i'm sorry uh you know hey i'm gonna continue on you know i'm gonna keep doing me but at least i know i gave you an opportunity to come on this you know on this journey with me if you fuck that up i mean i'm i, I don't know what else i could do for you you know so that's the way if, if, if i'm coming up i'm gonna try to bring them up if they my homies if they my family if they whatever you fuck it up then hey man, I, I for, to me I released that. Hey, there's no guilt now. It's gone. I gave you this opportunity. You blew it. So I don't think I'm carrying any guilt at all. I'm, I'm not carrying any guilt. I feel like I've been in a similar situation like this with a person that I thought was a friend, um, and they held they held a lot of resentment towards me that I didn't know was there. Um, which was really shocking, but it was like, I, we'd helped each other in the past. We'd been there for each other. And I was to a place where I felt like I was progressing and doing all kinds of things. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, I got this going on and I'm keeping them in the loop. Like, you know, if I can, you know, sprinkle a little little dust on you here and there, let me do it, you know? And actually money was pretty much the thing that ended the friendship. I've loaned this person some money they told me they hit me with the uh the line judge math to say never to fall for that I'm a, I'm gonna pay you back when I get my taxes, <laughs> like, and I uh, I never got it back. Wow. But they acted like really funny afterwards, like oh I didn't really say it like that this this and that, 
And I'm I'm still willing to be your friend though. Like yeah. I'm still willing to talk to you and things like that. But then it's like, I guess they felt guilty and they quit talking to me. And then that guilt turned into resentment. And I got a whole um, bucket load of years of things I've been holding in one day when I, yeah. this person reached out to me. <laughs> And yeah. just spilled it all out. And I'm like, oh, so like, oh. you don't like me. Oh, that, so that's all that. How did that happen? Yeah, now you're the bad guy, right? It's crazy how you become the bad guy. It's yeah. like, I was like, wait, how do you flip this shit on me? You fucked this up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, But that's just the way people justify it in their own heads. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't want to blame themselves, so it's a lot easier to blame somebody else. Gotta so. be like Tony Montana. <laughs> Tony Montana. Yeah. But yeah, even if and if that person listens to the podcast, it's still no ill will. There's there's no bad feelings, but that that was crazy. Yeah, yeah crazy. <laughs> it's easy for them to try to flip it, man. That's the way I've seen that happen a trillion times, where they're like, all of a sudden it's my fault. And my wife tells me that all the time. How the fuck are you the bad guy? And I'm like, I don't know. They just flip it because, like I said, it's just so much easier. You always got to have somebody to blame for your fuck-ups, you know what I mean? Rather than accept them and fucking work on yourself and do better next time. No, instead you blame somebody else. It wasn't your fault. And you fuck up the same way again down the road because you never accepted and learned from your fuck-up. So, (sighs) yeah, what a tangle web we weave. (laughs) Yeah, look like those uh, spiders on drug um, experiments. Looking real ugly. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, all right, adults and fam. I think we have come to an end. And I just want to wrap it up by saying, if you didn't hear last podcast or at the beginning of this podcast, we have a new website. Word <laughs> www.adulting-backwards.com. Yes. And you can leave messages voicemails yeah and i think you said it's located on the right side bottom right bottom right right corner of the screen Uh, so feel free to leave a voicemail explore the website our social media is there if you want to leave us a message you can if you want to um I guess subscribe to our mailing list to get exclusives or you type up messages as well. Yeah, yes. type up some messages. And we're not sensitive. If you feel like, you know, things could be better or if you like to hear us talk about certain things or, you know, hey, we're here to get better also. We, just don't be disrespectful. Yeah, because we'll find you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <you know. laughs> just don't be disrespectful. Yeah, Definitely you know. constructive, you know, criticism is always welcome. Yeah. But uh, being rude and obnoxious is unwarranted. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, thank you all again for tuning in. Um, come back again next week. Make sure you are taking care of yourselves. Until next week, Adulton fam. We'll see you later. Peace. Go.